You're listening to the Deadly Literacy Show with Jackie and Deb. Stay tuned for stories, competitions, fun literacy ideas, and more. Good afternoon, and welcome to episode two of the Deadly Literacy Show. Today on the show, we're talking about feelings. We'll be exploring some great picture books about feelings, some two-way words about feelings in Aboriginal English and Standard Australian English, and how talking about feelings can support children's language and emotional development. So Deb, how are you feeling today? Well, I'm feeling excited about this show. Me too. (laughs) So what's our first on the show today, Jackie? First, we have Deadly Book Club, the segment where kids interview each other about their favourite books. All right, can't wait. And today we've got uh, two lovely friends from St. Mary's School here in Broome. So Aaliyah and Hannah interviewing each other about their favourite book. So let's have a listening. My name is Hannah. I'm here in Broome. I'm interviewing my friend Aaliyah for Deadly Book Club. What is your favourite title of your favourite book? Oi Frog. Who is the author? Um, Cass Gray. Who is the illustrator? Um, Jim Frill. What is the book about? Um, what animals sit on? Who is your favourite character? The Frog. What do you like about this book? Um, that it's funny. What is your favourite part of the story? Um, when the frog sits on the log. What can we learn from this story? Um, rhyming words. Who could you recommend this book for? Or what kind of person would like to read this book? Hannah, Amelia, Mia and me. Thank you for listening to Deadly Literacy. Happy writing and reading. Thanks for listening to the Deadly Book Club. Let's give a shout out. Shout out! So thanks to Hannah and Aaliyah for their fabulous Deadly Book Club interview. Yeah, they did a great job, didn't they? Yes, they did. So what have we got next on the show, Jackie? Lexicon. Lexicon. Words. So this is a part of the show where we explore words and their meanings in Aboriginal English, Standard Australian English and traditional Aboriginal languages. And what are we talking about today on the show? We're going to be discussing feelings. Yes, I wanted to ask you, Jackie, about a word in Aboriginal English that caused me some confusion when I first came to Broome. What was that word? (laughs) So I would be, say, in the classroom and um, say a child said to me, oh, miss, you're making me weak. (laughs) And I was confused about what did they mean? Like, what, you're Superman and I'm holding some kryptonite? (laughs) How am I making you weak? So exactly... What does this word weak mean about feelings in Aboriginal English or for, you know, in broom talk? Um, so like in the classroom context, yeah, it would be um, tired or um, 
frustrated? Frustrated. Yeah, or annoyed maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So like you've, made, you've asked me to do some work that's a bit hard and I'm feeling frustrated. Because I can't complete the work. Mm. Mm. So yes, that's a really great word to, to know and understand the meaning um, for what it means in Aboriginal English. Yeah, because a, um, a standard Australian English would have a different meaning to week. Yeah, that's mm. right. I was imagining, you know, not having strength or something. So yeah, yeah, it is a bit different. Mm. So yeah. Completely different. (laughs) Very different. (laughs) So thank you for clarifying that one, Jackie. Now, you wanted to talk to us about a word from a Yari word, I believe, is it? Or an Aboriginal English word that's from It is, Yeah, it is. um, It belongs to tribe. But I've heard the word um, used in many different tribes. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, and meaning the same thing as well. Mm. Mm. So what is the word? Lian. Lian. Yep. It's a beautiful word. Tell us all about it. So, Lian is what gives meaning to people's lives, people's connection to country, culture, and society. So, if the if the Lian is good, like they would feel good, mm-hmm. they'll feel positive, they'll feel safe. Um, if the Lian is bad, they would feel sad, unsafe, and yeah, they wouldn't be able to settle, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's really all about your feelings. Eh? Yeah, it's about your whole, like, whole well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And keeping, um, feeling good. Mm. Mm. So do you know what things make you have good Leon and what makes you have bad Leon? Yeah, I have good Leon when I'm back home. And I'm going and collecting my favourite food to eat <laughs> like, like my bush food um seafood yeah like I, you're telling us last episode um feeling good when you're on country yeah mm-hmm. yeah my Liana's good so I, you know have good feeling and I'm with my grandmother who makes me feel good makes mm. she makes makes me feel safe she makes me feel loved yeah so I have good Lian when I'm back home with her on on my country yeah mm, beautiful I think it's important to know what things make you feel good. Mm. And thanks for sharing that beautiful word. Yeah, no worries, Deb. Um, well, I had a word um, in standard Australian English to share as well about feelings. This one is poignant. And this one might come up a little bit in this episode. So poignant means causing strong feelings of sadness. So this a word, interestingly, it comes from the Latin Pungere, which is like to prick or to sting or to cause trouble. And it originally comes from this word um, punius, which is for the word for fist. And there's a lot of words in like English, French, Italian and Spanish that come from that same, same meaning, like um, the word pugilist for boxer or fighter, the word for pungent for a strong smell. They're all kind of related mm. to this other word poignant as well. So... I thought that would be an interesting one to share. It is interesting, Deb. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we might find some poignant moments in our show today about feelings. Mm. (laughs) So what have we got up next? We're going to hear a song. And this song relates to your word, Jackie. It's Malumabu Lian by Matalja. Um, And let's have a listen to what she has to say about the meaning of this song. 
Well, malu mabulian actually means no good heart or no good feeling. The word lian is one of those multi-dimensional words, uh, words in our language. And, yeah, so it means heart, feeling, energy, soul. So the song pretty much I wanted to kind of convey my feeling of there's just troubles or worries or kind of iffy feelings in my heart that I'm I'm trying to deal with and I'm thinking about and this song was a way of me expressing that and getting it off my chest and being able to take a step back and look at it from a distance. Malum, 
Please welcome our special guest. Today's special guest is Frank Paddy. Frank is a much-loved member of our community here in Broome as a teacher and a performer, both in the classroom and in the circus. So, Frank, tell us a bit about your story. How did you get involved in all of these awesome things? <laughs> Cheers, Deb. Um, I have had a very eclectic uh, early life and I have had no idea what I wanted to do besides have fun. And as a result, I ended up doing wonderful, awesome things and spent a lot of time in the circus, decided I didn't want to be a performer, decided that I really liked teaching them. So I continued teaching and I still do. And it's been the best. Spent many years in Melbourne studying circus and having a joyous time. And while I was teaching circus, I realized that teaching was a good, fun thing to do. And then transferred that knowledge and that experience across to schools. And it's been a wonderful, weird mishmash. Yeah, you've been a teacher both in the circus, as you say, and in the classroom. So, I mean, what is it about learning and helping others learn that you think is important? Well, it's very important to be a learner. And I feel like if we stop learning, then that's it. Our brains are going to shut off. We're not going to have any fun. We're not going to do anything else. We're not going to expand on ourselves. And I feel like my my goal as a teacher is to encourage that, encourage that idea that we are always learning and there's always more things to learn. There's always new things to learn and learning is not a task, but it is a joy. So working in the classroom too, you've spent some time helping young children learn to read and write, Frank. So are there any insights that you've gained from that experience that you can share with our listeners, so kids mm. and families about you know how children learn to read and write and why Absolutely. this is important? Um, flexibility, I think, is my big number one mm -hmm. in that we need to move ourselves to enhance, to encourage and to enable all the children to learn and to understand that it's not, it's not my, it's not my classroom, it's the children. And then while doing this whole thing, it made me really aware the role of the teach of the parent. So, you know, mm -hmm. the home, the home is where the first teachers are and that's where some of the best education comes from. Yeah. And without that connection to home, our job as teachers is significantly harder. So mm. for parents listening, Absolutely. what you're doing with your children at home is super important. Yeah. And the big part of that is to encourage the joy of reading mm. and writing, like the love of it. So if you can encourage them by you showing them how awesome reading and writing is, they have a much more intrinsic love for reading and writing. And that makes everything so much more smooth and beautiful and fun. Yeah, so true. Now, Frank, I've seen you tell stories both in the classroom <laughs> and in, in your, you know, in the circus. And you're a pretty amazing storyteller. Oh, so stop it. <laughs> using stories not just to entertain but to help people learn. What, what is it that is the magic of storytelling for you? Well, yeah, I've, I've been very blessed in my upbringing and my life that I've been always surrounded by wonderful storytellers. And people who have always used literature and storytelling to impart stories and information and ideas. Like my father's a filmmaker, a documentary filmmaker, and my mum is a teacher and a great storyteller herself. And my grandmother, she's the best. So, and as a result of that, I've been around all these wonderful storytellers and understand the value of it. And, you know, storytelling is the most, is the first way that we've ever had to impart knowledge mm -hmm. from generation to generation. It is storytelling and song. 
they're the two forms of passing down knowledge and it's really important that we can continue to understand how to tell a good story and how to utilize and and and, and use that storytelling ability to impart knowledge and to impart learning um talking a bit about your families and your early experiences with stories did you have a favorite story as a child and because in this episode we've been talking about our feelings as oh, well joy. so maybe how did that favorite story make you feel mm, so many um where the wild things are without question um and it was wonderful as a child like i remember my parents reading that book to me as, as a kid and then now as an adult rereading that story to my children and my my own children and also the children in my classrooms it's i just get more and more off from it from every single time i read it it's a super simple book and there's pages with no text whatsoever mm. but the depth of storytelling in that book is phenomenal every single page is just full of really deep rich storytelling and meaning making from images and from the whole gamut i love it it's the best book mm, it is a great one how what kind of feelings do you does it bring back for you Ooh, well it was funny like when i was a kid i was i was thinking about this when i was a kid i was i read the book and i always sort of associated myself with the wild things <laughs> especially a couple of them do so i had the uh the main, like one of the main characters for a while as well. But then like the more I read it, I understand the character of Alex and how those wild things are just manifestations of Alex and his feelings inside. And it's like, nah, man, I'm just, I'm just, you know, reflecting on Alex and Alex is who I, you know, see more. Mm. And he's a beautiful character and the whole thing. Oh, I love that book. And then as the parent as well, you know, the parent who you don't see in the entire story, with the kind gesture of after Alex has had his meltdown of there's still food here. We still okay. love you. You are going to bed with food. We're not going to make you starve. No, feeling a safety. There. Yeah. That's right. You know, once, yeah. once they know that Alex needs his time to let out that steam and the family is always going to be there for him. Yep. Beautiful book. You know, speaking of stories and storytelling, Frank, you have a special event coming up at the end of this month about storytelling so tell us all about it that's right so in my new position i'm currently work i'm working at galari here uh supporting all their performing arts uh that happens here which is spectacular and a part of that is i help uh facilitate all the festivals and this year we are hosting all the first nations components for the corrigan lines festival and i have the utmost joy to be able to read a whole swathe of Mugabala children's books to some to kids whoever wants to come along and listen to me read stories to them it's gonna be good fun it sure will and the whole event man we're <laughs> gonna have they've got some other beautiful visual artists coming in to do some other beautiful visual art we've got speakers galore coming through and then topped off the whole event with uh Stephen Pigman coming to do a live session yeah, with some beautiful yummy food it's gonna be good fun and so your event what's the name of your event yeah I'm, I'm, I'm hosting the kids story time at the Galari Amphitheatre on the 31st of, of uh, July. It's going to be fun. Get along there, everyone. Woohoo! It's free. The whole event. Excellent. Even better. <laughs> Thank you, Frank, for a wonderful chat. And I'm sure everyone's going to be excited to get along to the storytelling event. Oh, it's going to be great. Hope you hope to see you all there. Cheers, Deb. So we've got a baby brain tip. And because we're talking about feelings, I'm going to give you a tip on how to teach babies or toddlers about their feelings beautiful yeah so how would we do that so they need to be taught what they're feeling so a great way to do that 
is to read books to your child which explores human feelings and how they got through those feelings. Mm. So babies don't know or toddlers don't know what the meaning of the word is so they need to be taught. So it's really important to be able to do that with your child Mm. at an early age. Sounds great. Thanks, Jackie. So next we have Lit Up Your Life. Lit Up Your Life. All right. So just really building on what you were talking about, Jackie, um, about helping um, young children and toddlers learn about how to identify their feelings. In the curriculum for pre-primary, both English and health and physical education, Learning how to express our emotions using language is actually part of what children are learning at school as well in their first year of school. So um, we can build on that at home with them. So doing things like naming feelings, kind of saying, you know, like, oh, I can see that you're feeling happy or sad or angry, giving children that language, identifying the things that cause those feelings And then learning what to do with them and how to express them. Um, And so very much like what you were saying with, you know, with really young children, as children are getting a bit older as well, we'll still continue that. Sometimes at school we call it emotion coaching. And so we say things like, oh, I can see that you're feeling, maybe you're feeling frustrated or you might say weak because you wanted to play with that toy and (laughs) you can't or something. Um, and then, oh, what can we do with that feeling? How can we, you know, if, if you're feeling sad, how could we cheer up or yep. that kind of thing? So we can really build on that language that the children are learning about feelings and then and then give them more nuanced language as well about, oh, I'm feeling exasperated, I'm feeling motivated, you know, yep. different words like that. Yeah. So labelling it when they're little mm. and then coaching Yeah. as they're older. Yeah. Mm. And this is all really important for both their social and emotional development and their language development mm. Mm, going through into school yep. and life. So what do we have next? Uh, so speaking about feelings, let's have another song about feelings. This song is called Friends with Feelings by Alice Skye. Alice Guy is a Wergaya woman from Horsham and this song comes from her debut album from 2017.
So next up we have Nerd Out. Nerd Out. So we are talking about our feelings today and we've heard a bit about how we can use language to express our feelings and how important this is. In multilingual and multidialectal communities where people speak more than one language or dialect, they might choose the best language or the best words or phrases or intonation to express the feelings they want to express in any moment. It's kind of like how an artist has a color palette to choose the best colors to paint what they're feeling. Some people call this translanguaging or code meshing. We all use the language or resources we have to express ourselves as well as we can, bearing in mind the language that people we're communicating with can understand. Another way that our feelings are closely tied with language is our language is part of our identity, of who we are. For every person to feel safe, it is important for their language to be respected and valued. What do you think, Jackie? Yeah, that's correct, Deb. Language is very important, especially when we're communicating how we feel, our views of the world, constructing and representing knowledge. So true, Jackie. So what do we have up next? Deadly yarns. We're going to listen to some kids telling their stories. Let's have a listen. Deadly yarns. My name is Marianne Kitchener. I feel happy when I get to visit my nana, Yvonne. In Beagle Bay, I feel sad when my little brother touches my things. I feel angry when I don't get the things that I want. I feel excited when it's my birthday. You're listening to the Deadly Yarns. So we're here on the Deadly Literacy Show talking in this episode about the topic of feelings. Next up, we have Bookworm. Bookworm! So Deb, you have some picture books about feelings for us, don't you? Yes, and this first one is called Once There Was a Boy. This is one of my favourite books from Mugabala. I mean, you can see it's a beautiful book, can't you, Jackie? Yeah, the illustrations on it is. Mm. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the illustrations because the illustrator of this book Dub Leffler is uh, an amazing illustrator and he's an author as well. He says he wrote this book to show kids that boys have feelings too, that sometimes those feelings can get hurt and that's okay, especially if you're willing to let your friends help you when you're feeling sad. Mm. Nice message. Yeah, it sounds like a very good book. Yeah, well, uh, you know, as well, Jackie, as being a very poignant <laughs> story, there's that word again, and a, a a story that everyone can relate to about friendship. This book has a lot of layers to it of meaning. So there's kind of like, as well as this story about the little boy and girl and their friendship, there's kind of bigger stories that people can read into this story as well. So for mm. older readers might also enjoy this one, I think. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah. Themes about reconciliation and yeah, it's a really interesting one to have a look at. Mm. So that's a great story. Another lovely book from Mugabala, and I'm just going to put this one out so you can have a look at it too, Jackie, um, is called Found. And it's by Bruce Pascoe and Charmaine Ledden-Lewis. This one, as you can see, the illustrations are really beautiful and they really capture the, the feelings in this story. So it's about a little calf, this baby cow, who loses his family. And I think anyone who's been lost as a child knows how terrifying that experience is. But the illustrations really capture those feelings beautifully. So this is another story that has those 
layers of meaning inside it and can represent some bigger stories in our world as well. Mm, sounds like a really good book, this one. You'll have to borrow it, Jackie. <laughs> yes, we can use it in B43. Mm. Well, speaking of B43, do you have any um, books that you guys use in that program for young children? We do um, purchase a lot of books relating to the topics that we discuss in the workshop. Most of those are feelings. So, mm-hmm. yeah, feelings and stories about families. But there's a book we purchased from... The Manjamat Centre. Ah. Yeah, so we had an opportunity to go into the Manjamat Centre when we were um, at Derby mm-hmm. a few months ago and picked up a book that we use within our program. So it's all about feelings and it's in two-way talk, so it's in language and also in standard Australian English. So yeah, we hadn't had the chance to use it yet, but we're excited mm. about it to use it when we go back to Derby. Yeah, in, sounds in the great. Next few weeks. Great mm. to have books. Um, yeah, like you said, looking two way at um, different ways we can express our feelings. Yeah, yep. Um, and this one is good because it has familiar words that baby can relate to or toddlers can relate to. Um, and it has what it looks like, so the picture of the feeling. Mm-hmm. And that facial expression. Yeah, the facial expression, and it has, like, some has frowns, smiling, tears. So that's a good book that we, we're keen on using. So it's called How Do You Feel? It's and a nice little picture book. Is that one by Bachelor Press, too, I think? Um, yeah. Sounds great. So it sounds like both of us are really getting into using um, picture books to teach children about feelings. Yeah, yep. So we're going to move on now, Deb. So let's listen to a song. Okay. We'll finish. We've had a couple of, you know, poignant songs, haven't we, Jackie, so far? (laughs) (laughs) So let's lighten the mood with, um, I think this song is more of an uplifting song. This song is by the artist Electric Fields, um, a duo who they have kind of modern electric soul music with Aboriginal culture woven through and they... They sing in Pindara, Yangudara, and English. And this song is called Bukupa, which means happy um, to the Anungu, Pindara, Yakundara people. <laughs> Oh, 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 
How do you feel now, Jackie, after listening to that song? I think... <laughs> How's your Leon? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's almost time to go, but before we go, we better tell everyone about the competition again. Yep. So we have a competition open for um, children ages from three, um, sorry, zero to three years. So send in your photo of you healing or looking after country. Yeah, so things like, you know, what you're doing with your child. Clean up country and yeah, after country. learn about country. Yep. Mm. yep. So any of those to be in the winning. And the prize is a board book copy of My Country by Ezekiel Quay Malana and Sally Morgan. Beautiful. And what about for children aged four to nine? So they can draw or write about what they do to heal or look after country. And to be in the winning, to... Ri- to <laughs> And what can they win? So they can win a hard hardcover copy of Welcome to Country by Auntie Joy Murphy and Lisa Kennedy. Fantastic. 
So entries close on Thursday, the 5th of August. Winners will be announced on Tuesday, the 10th of August on the show. Then published on the Facebook page, Daily Literacy. Sounds awesome. So how do people enter, Jackie? By sending a, a Facebook message to the Daily Literacy Facebook page or a text message to this number. So the number is 0428-783-612. Great. So send us your photos or your a photo of your child's work. Yeah. Yep. So get those entries in. Great. And don't forget to check out the Facebook page. Daily Literacy. Thanks for tuning in to the Deadly Literacy Show. We hope you had fun. For more fun literacy ideas or to drop us a line, check out our Facebook page. Deadly Literacy. Happy reading and writing. writing.